it's Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, sort of. And today's bomb is Matrix Resurrections. We did this together. Yeah. Now what? Things have changed. The market's tough. I'm sure you can understand why our beloved parent company, Warner Brothers, has decided to make a sequel to the trilogy. What? They informed me they're going to do it with or without us. I thought they couldn't do that. <sighs> oh, they can. And they made it clear they'll kill our contract if we don't cooperate. Really? I know you said the story was over for you, but... That's the thing about stories. They never really end, do they? We're still telling the same stories we've always told, just with different names, different faces. And I have to say, I'm kind of excited. After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. Yep, well, you thought that was long and convoluted. <laughs> this movie, uh, I say, I said sort of in the opening because uh, this is another one of those classic Warner Brothers release released it on HBO Max. Same time we got put in theaters during COVID movies that we uh, have a lot of on this list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I always am kind of weird on the budget on these because obviously the the release is the problem. Um, the budget was 190 million. It was, you know, it's an expensive movie and it shows there's a lot in it. It made 157.3 million, which feels like that's pretty good considering the time period in which it came out. Uh, but overall it is a massive failure, especially for something like the matrix. Uh, but man, it's just like every once in a while we do these and I'm like, Oh, it's another one of those classic, uh, COVID did it situations, you know, but, uh, that, that is what we're here for, right? We're here to determine whether or not COVID was the only reason this movie failed. Exactly. Uh, but before we get into talking about it, Jesse, um, it's going to be a very weird five degrees of Joe Morton because I, I feel like we probably both had the same answer. I have a couple. So I, I And have, it's your I turn. Have one. Okay, so uh, let's, let's, let's go into the Joe Morton. Five degrees. <laughs> I will say this one didn't take long. No, yeah, I got it in one. Yeah. And I'm sure you got it in one, but I think we might have different ones. We can. I have two. You see, because Jada Pinkett Smith was in Ali. Uh Uh-huh. With her husband Will Smith, but also Joe Morton was in that movie. Yep. So I, I went with that one because of the obvious. Yeah, yeah. I went with the the that one because I knew the obvious choice, which I'm sure you'll go into, is the fact that we and we talked about Speed on here multiple times. Uh huh. Got it in one. Keanu and Joe were in Speed together. I also had yeah. the Jada to Joe and Ali. I was I figured whichever one you took, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna take the other one. Yeah, I figured it's like we. There's two. There's two ones in this. Yeah. What's really funny is I couldn't get a one anyone else. I got a couple twos with uh, Hugo weaving on some weird mm-hmm. stuff and. 
technically Lawrence Fishburne, I got some stuff, but like they weren't actually in the movie, so I kind of yeah. didn't count them. And that's what I did because I did see some I could use Hugo Weaving for. I was gonna go, I was gonna try and like draw it out purposely, but yeah. then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, technically they aren't in this movie. Yeah, so, that, that was kind of where I went with it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what, Jesse. The fact that they're not in this movie is a, a plot point I want to mention, so let's talk about it. Oh my god, let's talk about it. So, like, it's solely a money thing, right? I mean, you would think it'd be a money thing or maybe a scheduling thing. I don't know and what they were. Scheduling just means money. I mean, yeah. Because enough money, they'll enough, make a room in their Enough schedule. money, will change your schedule real quick, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like there was no reason to recast these actors. It felt weird to recast them. Right. Um, the characters felt... And I, by the way, I like Jonathan Groff. I like Yaya. I like these actors. They did a good job with what they were given. Jonathan Groff does a, does a it, really good Smith. Yeah, does a great Morpheus. Yeah. Uh, no one can do the 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 facial things that Smith does. That's a very Hugo Weaving only situation there. The yeah. eyebrows and whatnot. No one can but, be told what the Matrix is. Blah blah blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that line by the way. Because there's no better like like just pseudo meta insulting the matrix than that one particular <laughs> right. line in this. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And like you were saying with the Hugo weaving facial expressions, I mean, you have to have that man's facial structure to do some of those things that oh, he yeah. did the eyebrows. And when he yells or when he smiles, the shark grin that that guy has. Now I will say that Jonathan Groff at one point, uh, when he becomes Smith basically in the movie, and he holds up a gun, aims it at Neo, and yells Mr. Anderson in slow-mo, he did a damn good job. I was impressed. He does, he does look slightly more like uh, Hugo Weaving than the guy that's playing young Hugo Weaving on Rings of Power currently. Yeah. Which I, I like Rings of Power. I'm not dissing it, but, yeah, the guy playing him, he's doing a great job, but not exactly Hugo Weaving impersonation. But yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna. I have a weird relationship with the Matrix because I was the age for this first movie to come out and just be like the biggest, best oh, yeah. thing ever. You know, Same. I mean, holy shit! I I I bought fucking leather trench coat. I was that kid. You yeah, know? I fucking me too. <laughs> loved this fucking movie, and yeah. like so. I watched Animatrix and I loved it. And then the second one came out and I, that was the second and third movie are some of the earliest movies I can recall where I started to kind of critically look at films, right? Where I was like, Oh, these aren't as good as that one. Um, It's not like they aren't entertaining, but there's things about this that just didn't have the same feelings as the, that first one. And so like the matrix is a big part of my, movie viewing life i'll i'll show you how entwined it is with me i'm gonna gonna name drop some nostalgia on you (laughs) because the matrix was the first dvd i ever watched on a playstation 2 that Mm -hmm. i rented from blockbuster (laughs) 
<laughs> I uh, I also watched The Matrix on DVD. It was the first DVD I ever bought, and alongside Rob Schneider's The Animal. Oh, it was also, also a good movie. Let's let's face For it. For some reason, those two were the two movies that I was like able to afford, and I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm getting: Rob Schneider's The Animal and The Matrix. <laughs> Uh, uh, good old PlayStation Two, dude. That 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 sound. What a classic sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. So like, oh, boy. Did you this... have a hard time at first trying to figure out what the angle was on this movie? Because so it... the the movie the okay so man we've done so many Wachowski films on here. I feel like I shit on the Wachowskis a lot. And this is just one Machowski. This is just Lena, who yeah. is the better writer of the two. Uh, I'll admit from what we've seen them put out, Lena is the one that has done better writing. Okay. Uh, but I will say this movie tries to be very meta and insult what's going on with film, but it is doing the exact thing that it's complaining about. So it, it is not, it's not rising itself up. It, it's just being, it's like, Instead of instead of being that clever, like I'm going to use the poison to kill the poison, it's just I'm going to be an asshole, and I'm going to tell you I'm an asshole, but that doesn't make me not an asshole. I'm still an asshole. You know what I mean? It's like you're still yeah. doing all the problems. You're still doing all the the reboot shit that everyone does. You're still falling into the same traps that everyone does. Do you think her hands were tied by Warner Brothers saying we need a Matrix movie with slow mo, water battles, and bullet time? You know. Well, I mean, they go out of their yeah, they go out of their way to kind of insult that yeah. during that long scene that we can't play because white uh, fucking white rabbits playing the entire time. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. But like they go on about how these studios are like this thing, you know? Yeah, bullet time. Oh, well, you know, it's about this. It's about that. And they go over all what it was about. I, I don't know, man. Like this movie is a weird one to me because part of me wants to look at it as uh, a satire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, the in my opinion, one of the greatest satires to ever exist uh, is like RoboCop which people miss the point of it. And that's how good of a satire it is, is you miss the point that it's a satire. Scream is another great example of a satire that is so solid and so good at pointing out the bullshit that people often overlook that it's a satire. Yeah. This one holds your hand so hard to point out the bullshit that you, it's like, it's like, I'm a satire. I'm a satire. It's like, but you're not, you're just the same thing. And it makes me kind of dislike the film. But at the same time, the first Matrix movie changed action films. Yeah. It changed how action films were shot. It introduced every action film to slow motion. I mean, yeah, bullet time. I'm sorry, not slow motion, bullet time. You're right. Uh, Thanks, Jude. Uh, So, like, it, it is one of those things. The... Oh boy, I can't believe I'm quoting the Merovingian. But the Merovingian comes in talking about it. The crazy French guy. Yeah. He's just basically doing the whole boomer politics thing where he's like, we used to talk and cell phones are ruining kids. And uh-huh. he's he's shitting on the Matrix changing film. And it's like, 
I get it. And and part of me is laughing, but the other part of me is like, come on, guys. Like, you can't just say, oh, I. It, it's like Sharknado 1 didn't know it was good. They legit thought they had something kind of cool. They knew it was a little goofy, but something kind of cool. And that's why that movie is so good. It's why the room is so good. But then, like, sure, it, it, this is like a Sharknado 3 feel <laughs> where it's like, we are so aware that we're going out of our way to do the shit that's stupid that it, it goes full circle and becomes stupid again. Yeah. So it's really hard to, to rate this film. So I'm just going to talk about individual parts of it, and I'm really going to think about this while we discuss it. So then when we get to the will it bomb section, I have an answer because I, w- I legit do not have an answer at this point. Yeah. So. Okay. Let's let's start with the recastings. What do you think? I, I think young Morpheus looks great. I, I really wish we would have gotten Lawrence Fishburne back. I really like him. Uh we already talked about how they did a good job. Like, do you think this movie would have been better if they would have got the originals back? Um, as far as Morthe- Morpheus is concerned, it would have been cool, but I I feel like it may have been too much because uh, now I don't know if this was the way it was written or if it was written this way because of the castings, but this is 60 years in the future and Mm. Neo and Trinity are around only because of the resurrection pods that they were in. So all the the rest of them, the analyst uh, who took over from the architect Mm -hmm. uh decided that the smartest move would be to rebuild them. Yeah, which Neil Patrick Harris as the freaking analyst. That was awesome. I enjoyed his casting for sure. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll um, definitely get there. I will say, though, I mean, man, Hugo Weaving, I, like I said, Jonathan Groff did an amazing job, but, God, you can't, you cannot replace Hugo Weaving. He is no, just yeah. too unique. You know, Morpheus we can kind of explain away because – he was uh, living in Zion, and, you know, since this is 60 years, Morpheus wasn't a spring chicken when the first movie was made. So, you know, I mean, but life the is program, hard. They, the program you know. could have been, oh, here is, you know, but uh, Yeah, know. he could have coded Morpheus to look exactly the same because yeah. it was a computer program, but it also kind of makes sense that being a computer program, it wasn't exactly the same. Yeah. So sure, I, sure. I, I don't I don't know it's how a, I feel. It's a hard about to answer it. question. Yeah. I will say that I wish we would have gotten more characters from the past because bringing in Jada Pinkett Smith's character as a what effectively would be an over 90-year-old woman which mm-hmm. that makeup was terrible. Uh I'm not making fun of Jada, Will, please. Don't don't slap. Don't, don't come to my house and fucking slap me. But <laughs> Why didn't the kids show back up? Mm. You remember the kid who was a major part of the third film? The kid, like the kid. He's called the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's been so long since I saw the originals, and I didn't want to rewatch them before this because I figured it would, it, as much as I had heard about this, I figured that would probably ruin it for me. Well, they, they introduced that character, and it's so hard, like it's so clearly supposed to be a character who is inspired by Neo to become a great leader. And he would be in his 70s because he's only supposed to be like 14 or 15 during that film. So he would be in his 70s, which puts it where you you don't obviously you really couldn't bring the actor back, unfortunately, unless you wanted to age him up with makeup. But you can get a 70 year old actor to show up and be the kid. 
And I feel like that would have been, that would have made way more sense than Niobe returning. Just having him lead Ion. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would actually make sense. It, it just, I don't know, man. I not say like, I don't know. Maybe there was issues. Maybe they, they wanted to have another female lead in it. And so they were like, we can put Niobe back in. Uh, who knows? But man, the kid feels like he was the obvious choice here. And not choosing him feels really weird to me. I don't know. Speaking of weird, how about Christina Ricci showing up for <sighs> like, do, okay, here's my thought process here. Mm-hmm. Her hair was so weird. A little. That I feel like she was, because all the program people, like Neil Patrick Harris and stuff, all the important programs, they they look a little odd. Yeah. Right? They, something stands out about them. They're uncanny valley, <clears throat> basically. And Christina Ricci feels like she's a little different than everyone else, and I feel like they're definitely, probably at some point, she's supposed to be a program, mm-hmm. and they just cut it for time or whatever. But, like, who brings Christina Ricci on for two lines and then tells her to go home? Right? That's such a waste. <sighs> we should have had I had I such mean, a huge crush on Christina Ricci, too, by the way. Sure. Everybody loves <laughs> Wednesdays. um see like i would have thought it would have been cool if she would have been at some point like one of the people that um got taken over and started fighting you know yeah i mean i mean just have her be um one of the the jude is one of the caretakers but not her I, i mean it's like i don't even know who that actor is playing that guy you know so I don't know, man. Andrew it's Lewis like, Caldwell. It, sure. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Neil Patrick Harris next. Uh, he's like a cocky asshole program. Well, he's a robot. He's not even a program, is he? He's actually a bot. Uh, I think. Yeah, he's a bot because he yeah. watched. He yeah. watched. Uh, he watched Dio die. Um, making the villain a bot makes sense because oddly enough the bots were just background villains for the first three films mm-hmm. and i think bringing this movie in and showing you that some bots can be good and then there are evil bots out there like still and there are good bots i thought that was actually interesting and kind of plays with the gray area that this movie didn't really have in the originals yeah so i i enjoyed that i really did uh <laughs> He, it, like, just really hits you over the head with he's going to be the villain, though, right? Like, he's oh, wearing all blue. Yeah. He's giving the pills out. and It's all the blue. Like, Even my cat. Uh, yeah, it's like. Deja vu. Yeah, it, it's there's no reveal to it whenever he's the villain. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, sure, of course you're the villain. Yeah. But this movie, do you think this movie has a negative view of mm-hmm. uh, therapy? So, so much so, a negative view of therapy and... And medication. Medication, and also kind of gives suicide a little bit of a grandiose Oh, yeah, feel. suicide's the way to get... Yeah, every That's how time, you get out of the Matrix. Opens people's minds, yeah, it's yeah. great. Watching someone commit suicide is great for you. And him using people, as their bodies as bombs jumping out of buildings at the end, it's like, dude... That was- 
9-11 PTSD. Holy shit. First off, I got to say, that was a really fucking cool-looking scene, and the idea behind it was really neat. But, yeah, for sure, like, (sighs) bodies flying from windows everywhere. By the way, in that reality, not everyone got taken over. So, like, that lady who, like, her husband woke up and jumped out the fucking window. Like, imagine her her mind now. What the fuck is – what's going on with her? Exactly. So – yeah, man. Uh, and that I, was I. I, <laughs> I know it sounds stupid because it's just a cheap way to like kind of get your zombie effects in, and you can have people get hurt, and you don't have to worry about there being any repercussions due to it. But I did like swarm mode. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was cool. It gave us a lot of really good fight scenes. But, oh, yeah. I, I thought that I was like, okay, this is neat. It's fun to see them go after a crowd. Because in the original, they're like killing like security guards and stuff but they're not taken over by computers these are just people working their jobs you know what i mean yeah so like there's part of me that's like that's kind of fucked up if you think about it like i get they're not real people but when they die in the matrix they die in real life so they're killing those fucking people in the pods yeah, and exactly. these people do have and i know it's fake but they, ha- they have families sure and those families aren't taken out so they're they're going on with that person gone yeah I don't think that's how they're going to do it with this one because it seemingly is set up in such a way that they can just erase a day and and they they have it set up on a loop to fix things. Sure. So they can just go, well, we'll go back till two days ago before all these people killed themselves and we're back in that loop. Which is the smart way to do it. I mean, if you think about it, because if if people are your batteries, the last thing you want them to do is be able to die. You know, keep them alive as long as you possibly can. I mean, good lord! Exactly. So, did you see what Trinity's kid's name was? I did not. What was it? Brandon. Ah, you famous. Thought that was cool. <laughs> uh, I have a little nit here. Little nit to pick. Mm-hmm. Probably out of order here. How did how did Neo create the modal at the beginning of the film? He wasn't there for any of it. And if you tell me, well, I'm sure Trinity told him, now, great, that's fine for inside. But how do you know what the fucking cop said? So the only, I thought of this too, the only excuse I could come up with out of my head was that since he spent time as, quote, the one, he would have had access to the Matrix's code and maybe he would have been able to you think you just rewatched shit? Be able to rewatch it. I mean, if you can do anything you want, rewatching a computer game might not be impossible. Um, okay. Obviously, okay. they did not explain that in any way, shape, or form, and that is me coming up with crap out of the, you know, out of the back of my head. But it's the only thing I could come up with because I, like you, was like, how the fuck would he have known what the cops were saying? <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. I, I was like, oh, cool, they're remaking that. And I'm like, but they wouldn't know this. How would he know this? Uh, another nit I have, I hate this in all, every movie, but the apple is this weird symbolism that if a guy eats an apple, he's an evil piece of shit, right? <laughs> and like, they're yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, the analyst is evil. Oh, there's an apple. Got to yeah. take a bite out of that. Oh, you don't believe he's evil? Hold on, let's get some produce. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, fr- you ever seen the remake of Fright Night with Colin Farrell? Uh, no. Okay, so I actually like that film, right? But in that movie, he's a vampire, and, and he's eating people. Oh, Fright Night. 
Fright Night. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Fright Night. But he eats apples. Like every chance they can get him to walk around, he'll be like biting into an apple and being like, eh, oh, apple. Shit, you're right. He really does. Uh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this movie's going heavy with the apples bullshit. Yeah. I did like that one. I thought you said Friday night. I was like, I'm oh, sure. yeah. I, I did like Fright Night. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, amped up I know Kung Fu scene? Um. Okay. I had one complaint with almost every single fight scene in this movie, and that it was that they were way too busy and hard to follow. I mean, they were mm-hmm. cool looking, and I was entertained, but I I couldn't follow shit, and people were changing who they were fighting with. and Yeah. It's like, no, I want Smith and Neo front and center. Everyone else can do their own shit in the background, but those two need to beat the living hell out of each other. So when they oh, got I down to the say- sewer, it was... It was like, yeah, that was, that was the best fight in the movie. Yeah. I got to say though, like I kind of hate Keanu force field powers because it just like, they just avoided so many like, Oh, there's a fight. No, just force field. Yeah. And it felt lazy. And here's the thing I would, if you would tell me any other time, any other actor, Oh, well, you know, he's getting older. Maybe he can't do the fighting as well anymore. I would agree. I'm like, yeah, you know what? He is in his fifties. He doesn't need to be doing that shit. Okay. But here's the thing. The fucking John Wick movies. <laughs> just tell me he's gotten better at it. Yeah, exactly. Like we didn't get to see any of his. Does he even use a handgun in the movie once? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. And I'm like all that John Wick training. And we don't get to see any of that in the matrix. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It felt like, a, again, a huge waste. There's so many moments like not bringing the kid back into IO a waste not having neo use a fucking gun a waste now how about this the fucking the merovingian comes back that was a fun callback oh lost programs some of your old friends one of my old friends a bunch of others are fucking nobodies why couldn't one of them be the fucking albino twin yeah this is one of those weird fucks in there yeah for sure and here's here's something i thought of with the gun thing um do you think that was on purpose to create a divide between John Wick and the Matrix, because if you, I mean, the way Neo looks, this movie he, was going to re- be released the same weekend as originally this movie, John Wick three, and Bill and Ted three were all going to release the same weekend. There was a moment in time where that was the plan. That would have been a magical weekend. Yeah, it was gonna, they were going to call it Keanu Day. It was a big deal. Uh, and then COVID fucked it all up. You're breathtaking. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, because if you look at him, he I, he didn't I, until it's Neo in the real world. Where um, he's shaved, yeah, yeah, where he's shaved. Uh, Neo in the Matrix is uh, it's just John the Wick. way Keanu Reeves looks. He's with yeah, the beard yeah, and the yeah. hair, but that is also just the way that John Wick looks. Um, so that if you would have had if you would have had uh, Keanu pick up a gun. I mean, he's ingrained that training so hard at this point. He would have been shooting it like John Wick, which would, I mean, on screen, that's not Neo. That's John Wick. I don't know. It's just so weird to me because, like, he's, like, this badass that knows every fighting technique ever in the originals, and he seems like he's always just kind of sloppily getting his way through a fight in this movie. Like, he, he's just struggling at Getting all times. too old for this shit. Yeah, and it just is weird to me. I'm like, I don't know if I like that. Like, an albino twin felt like that would have been such an easy callback. Just an easy, like, you don't even have to bring those actors in. Just 
doctor somebody up in some shitty makeup and then go, oh, look, that is. But instead, we get just a Merovingian who never fights, by the way. He's just standing on top of the tower screaming. Yeah, mostly nonsense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yelling in French for a while, and then he's, like, saying weird shit. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. Uh... And now, a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Here's a, all right. I was, I was looking at my notes and I go, what do I mean by that? <laughs> also, Simulate. Good name for a cyber cafe. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. Yeah. Um, why did the sprinklers go off in the office building? Um, because. There wasn't a fire, was there? Because water-based slow-motion action scenes. No. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, you know, you usually have to have heat to set off the heat capsules in those sprinkler systems. But yeah. eh, water-based slow-motion action scenes. Wachowski. Wachowski. <laughs> you just been yeah. Wachowski. Why? Wachowski. Um <laughs> uh, I, I do like the uh, the new subway scene. I guess it's the the basement scene now. Does a lot of the same stuff as the subway scene from the original. Yeah. Uh, that was done well. Uh, I don't think Goff is as uh, skilled a fighter as Hugo Weaving, uh, no. and I think that shows because he doesn't really get off his feet all that often. Where Hugo Weaving was doing a lot of stuff. We also didn't get a weird little neck chop. You're in the original, yeah, he yeah, chops yeah. him in the neck, and he's like, ah! Yeah. And he makes that weird sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, The Purge. Mm-hmm. The Purge feels like it's just an excuse to not bring actors back. It is 100, 100% an excuse <laughs> to not bring actors back. That is... They're like, how can we explain not bringing any of the actors back for this? Uh, the purge. They got rid of all the programs. Okay. Well, how can we explain the humans not coming back? Uh, it's been 60 years. That's long enough to kill most of them. Well. <laughs> so, like, cheap. It just feels cheap. Yeah. It is kind of lazy. Uh, a bit. Uh, I did like that we got uh, actual machines helping, not just programs yeah, no, in I the like- Matrix. That was cool. I like the the big floaty robot and the little bug yeah. one. Oh yeah, I I wanted more of the, the little one that the stick one that like fist bumped the guy. Yeah, I, I like the bird more. one too. That was like seemingly it was the oracle. Her her real world form is that bird thing. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know there was one or not the Oracle. I'm sorry. The, uh, uh, Mati or whatever. Her yeah, name Sati, is. I think. Right? Sati. Yeah, yeah. Sati. Yeah. She's a little, by the way, there girl. you go. Bring, she brought the little girl back, but they didn't bring the kid back. So I, I thought that was weird. Yeah. So you could have brought Bruce Spence back as the, uh, the conductor. That yeah. would have been a fun person for that fight scene. Just seeing Bruce Spence run around <laughs> the one, uh, there was one, um, one robot type, the one made out of the nanite, whatever it, there's oh, a long the, explanation. Yeah. The, what the, <clears throat> what the programs use to be in the real world. Yeah. So they, when I was they're watching those, this, little, they're made out of those things that you push your face up against. So. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this looks like a pile of BBs. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend is one of those people that have tryptophobia and doesn't like tightly, tightly grouped, um, circles. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of those. We were watching this, and so they make her gag. 
And suddenly <laughs> Morpheus comes on the screen as a uh, freaking BB man. And she's like, I, what was that? What the hell is that? <laughs> and she ha- she saw it like twice and had to get up. She couldn't watch the rest of the movie. Uh, so like never show her a, like a Lotus flower. No, pod. never, never man. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I liked that technology. I thought that was actually interesting. Um, oh, an interesting way of like playing with having programs. I also like that they can't wear clothes. So like they're all like naked because uh, that actor whose first name is Yaya, his last name, I, I can't get that full name down. So I'm not even going to Abdul Mateen the second. Yeah, he's, he's great. And he was in um, the Watchmen series and he's like buck ass naked through a lot of that. Uh, and then he's, of course, he is also uh, Black Manta in the DC Aquaman films. But, like, <laughs> there was, like, part of me that was, like, because, by the way, that was one of my connections I made. It was, like, oh, he's an Aquaman, Aquaman. Mm, yeah. Joe Morton. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, like, it is funny because they, they found an excuse to get him at least semi-naked for this. And it's, like, that guy seems like he has to be almost naked in everything he does. It's probably Which, I his, guess, if I looked writer. like that, I would also would want to be right gaze upon <laughs> yeah. me yeah if i was that fucking ripped i'd be like you know what take my clothes off yeah it's cool it's cool uh trinity's alter ego tiffany is married to a guy named chad which is kind of a play on the fact that he's just a handsome good-looking guy but the actor is named chad <laughs> and that guy is actually uh who directed the John Wick series with Keanu Reeves? Really? And he was the stunt, and he, yeah, he was the original stunt double for Keanu Reeves in the Matrix trilogy. They both played Neo at some point. Oh, he was crap. just a stunt double. I did. So know that. It, it was kind of an interesting view of like, oh, she's technically did marry Neo, but she married his like copy, his and I thought that was interesting. Double. You fools! You captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> well, here's what also is funny, right? The guy who plays Thomas Anderson, the the old balding man, yeah, and that, when we see him in the past, he's completely bald. That guy is Stephen Roy. That's Carrie Ann Moss's real life husband. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. And then uh, the woman who plays Tiffany, the blonde woman that we only see a reflection of her for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sarah McTeague, who is like uh, James McTeague is has collaborated with Wachowskis for like half their films. So it was just his wife showing up in a cameo. But I thought it was funny that they use like her real life husband and they make fun of him. Like they call him a balding nerd and stuff. And like, I'm like, I feel bad for poor Stephen Roy, but you know what? He's married to Carrie and Moss. So good for him. They have like three kids together. Don't feel bad for him. Yeah. (laughs) No, the, just the interesting casting, uh, a weird casting, I, I, and I didn't know this. I'll, I'll admit I found this out during, you know, looking into things. Um, the guy who plays, not Agent Smith, but Agent Johnson at the beginning, that is the original Agent Johnson. He really? returned for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Which it's like, it's kind of funny because they're like, hey, you, you're going to return for this. He's like, sure. I'm not sure. Doing I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me put down my bagel. Like, <laughs> he just—he's like a stuntman who just plays like big dudes. That's all he does. So I bet he was like, "Sure, speaking role, I get more money for that." Right. Charge a <laughs> double. <laughs> uh, 
Did you notice, and I sent you a picture of the, the fucked up mirror thing? Yeah. Like, that doesn't match up at all? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> there, it's a hotel room with the Eiffel Tower. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, like, the chair's in the wrong spot. I mean, I get that they walk to that mirror, and it's a portal, but, like, that mirror's still supposed to be a mirror, and they don't even try to, like, match it up with the yeah. other room. Not even the flowers on the table are the same. Yeah. And I know that they... I, the funny thing is... In these films, they get away with any fucking mistakes by just going, well, it's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, basically. Yeah, glitch in the Matrix, man. Did you notice that when they go to the analysts, uh, when we first see his uh, office, and they look out his window, it's a mountain range? And then when it scrolls over, it's the city? No, I didn't notice that. It's a quick shot, but they clearly have like a glitch in the Matrix where one one of his windows is viewing a mountain range outside of it. Oh, that's... This, I'm gonna have to probably end up rewatching this because I'm I'm sure I missed a bunch of stuff. While you're watching it, rewatch the conversation between Tom and Tiffany in the coffee shop because if you watch the people outside, there's only like ten people that walk by. They're on a loop and they constantly are the same group of the ten people uh, going by. And I thought that was interesting because that was that's very much the woman in red kind of throwback sure. there. Yeah, for sure. I love that kind of stuff. That stuff. Oh, so do I. That stuff you, is like old Matrix kind of. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And, like, and overall, they did a fine job at kind of bringing the feeling back. There's just, there just seemed to be major things missing that bothered me. Did you have any uh, nitpicks or uh, or praises? Um, so, I don't really have any nitpicks. The one complaint I did have is... Honestly, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or what, but the dialogue was really hard to understand a lot of the time. Oh, uh, anytime they were in the real world, it just was so much techno babble so, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it was just very hard to follow. Uh, yeah. Other than that, no, pretty much the things you said. Um, <clears throat> I, I could explain a lot of things away. It is science fiction, which is always hard to poke holes in, and yeah, also, yeah. you know, glitch in a matrix, like you said. Um, it yeah, was, I was, I was watching for gun mistakes, uh, to see if I saw anything, but then I realized like they always have infinite guns in this, oh, like, yeah. you know, their guns only run out whenever it's conveniently dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, a, a 50 cal AE, uh, desert Eagle in the hand of Smith doesn't shoot through your average office desk. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Well, I did notice this movie is highly sanitized. Uh, did you notice that no good guys die? I did. I did notice that. Absolutely no one freaking like in dies. In the original one, we lose the, the whole fucking people. team at one point. Yeah. And then, I mean, we lose we lose Tank. Uh, Dozer survives, but we lose Tank, and that's super sad. And we lose Mouse and uh, Switch, and we lose so many fucking characters that it like there's stakes there's stakes because characters are fucking dying yeah and and this one like nobody dies no one even really gets hurt not really and i they felt get like beat that up. was That's about uh, it and i felt like that was the the wachowskis have uh they their edge is gone uh they're just maybe it's because they're happier people so they don't have as much uh on their plate to like kind of be upset about and want to kind of get out in an angry way but I have noticed that early Wachowskis, you have stuff like the original Matrix, you have V for Vendetta, but then later Wachowski stuff, you get 
fucking Jupiter Rising and and Speed Racer in this, and like no one's ever really at risk of ever really <laughs> being hurt. Yeah, and it does feel like there's no stakes because of that. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. <sighs> Well, Jesse, shoot a bomb. One, two, three, oh! <laughs> Not catch me off guard. Oh, that's right. No, I don't. I have a you very specific reason why. So I have a very specific reason why I'm happy it did, but I do feel overall that it shouldn't. I'm happy it did because that means we're not going to get any more of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I feel like any more of these is going to really sully. Like a lot of people like to shit on those sequels, but when you go back and rewatch them, they're not all that bad. No, they really aren't. They have their place. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I just feel like if we get more and more of these, they're only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to end here. We have a happy ending. We're, we're good to go. We're done. Like if anything, this movie didn't do anything to introduce new actors to like take over the Neo role, take over the Trinity role, which feels like what you should have done if you're really trying to get this ball rolling again. So I am happy that it, it failed because of that, but I do in my soul feel terrible that it, it failed. So for me, it's <clears throat> like you. I'm happy it did because I don't want more. You, I didn't need this one. Um, but also something that struck me is that uh, I think the conversation between Smith and Neo at the beginning about Warner Brothers forcing their hands mm-hmm. is completely legitimate. I believe... Oh, there's definitely some truth there. Yeah, and I believe also that uh, or I can see um, the you know Wachowski making this movie and then Warner Brothers, you know, putting all of this stuff in it where she's, you know, badgering about nostalgia and, you know, a commentary on the fact that we spend too much time looking at our phones and all this different stuff. And oh, the wa- best cure some, for anxiety is a big dose of nostalgia. Yeah, and then... Uh, some executive at WB watching it and only making sure that we have bullet time and fight yeah. scenes and water and, and guns kung and kung fu and you know all the all the little geeky throwback stuff and they're like yeah green light it boom done rubber stamp yeah. um <clears throat> but didn't actually look at the movie as uh, it had none of the it had none of the the depth. Yeah, but then, like I said, they didn't look at the movie and say, you know, look at it as a whole and say this movie is actually making fun of what we're doing completely. It's doing it so that we're going to green light it and let it happen, but it's making fun of what we're doing. And I think the movie making fun of uh, people needing nostalgia and spending too much time in their phones and all this stuff, I I, I think. You know they they play on um, <clears throat> they play on mirrors so much in this movie. The first scene we sh- see oh, yeah, is a reflection, and I think it's because this movie was supposed to be a mirror to the world and show people you are yearning for nostalgia that you don't need. 
you are spending too much time. Yeah, it's like where's the original ideas anymore? Yeah, even exactly. In the, within the mo- within the movie, the whole thing is Keanu Reeves wants to make a new game. The new game is called Binary. He's uh-huh. making a new game, and they're like, "No, we want another Matrix." Yeah. So I think it also did, had a hard time because people don't like to be shown the bad stuff about themselves. No. You know they they just they just don't like it. Oh, people, people hate whenever you point out the, I I mean, and that's with anything. It doesn't even necessarily have to be like a super negative thing. People just don't like to hear that they're not perfect. And it's like, that's the whole fucking point of us is that we're not perfect. But it's like, as soon as you kind of put a lens on it and you go, Hey, this is a thing that people do. It's not even you, you know, we're not saying you do this. We're just saying there are people that do this. She Hulk is a great example that show was like, yeah, there's a lot of pieces of shit sexist out there that are never going to watch a fucking second of the show and they're going to hate it and judge it solely on that. And this movie tried to, like, She-Hulk did it better. She-Hulk insulted that stuff so much and knew exactly where it was going, where it almost seemed like they somehow predicted the next episode, which is crazy. And then the final episode was She-Hulk busting out of the show going directly to the MCU and saying, hey, some criticisms are okay, by the way. Some criticisms are valid. And you cannot like something because it's not for you. And this movie this movie misses that point. It, it, it does all the, up, the, the, the easy-to-pick fruit, but it doesn't reach up and get to the, by the way, maybe we should look into... Like, the, the, if this movie really wanted to do something, they would have had... Uh, fuck... Uh, another game developer be another person that was set free. That's a small time game developer. And in the end, Keanu Reeves being like, Hey guys, you should check out this. He should be the one that we follow. And then it would be like kind of a a passing of the torch. Sure. But also what that would be is a a, a kind of a look on do. We can't just keep fucking remaking and, and putting sequels out. Like that's all we have anymore. Like the original ideas are, are dying. And this movie is like, yeah, original ideas are dying, but then doesn't give us an original idea. It's like someone complaining about something and not doing anything to fix it. And I hate that. <laughs> like, you ever been in a group of people in a project and they're like, oh, it's too, we can't do this, we can't do this. And it's like, hey, how about this? Stop fucking pointing out problems and start coming up with solutions. And this movie, all it does is point out problems and never points out a solution. And I feel like the movie fails and people feel that even if you're not looking deep into the film, there's a lot of it that spills over. Like you said, it's a mirror of that's what we do. Anytime something new comes out and it's actually new and original, it's hard for it to succeed. I mean, everything everywhere all at once barely succeeded this, this year. The, the Northman barely succeeded this year. Yeah. Uh, massive talent, the a bear boy and a massive talent barely succeeded this year. These were great films. But then, I don't know, what the fuck's the top movie of the year? I bet it's either a comic book movie, which is based on something, or a sequel. That's what's going to be in the top 10 films of the year. It's going to be all that shit. It always is. And this movie going, hey, that's the problem, but never giving us a fucking solution, that doesn't do anything. I don't know. Could they give us a solution? I mean, to be honest, when the Wachowskis are allowed to do their own thing, we get... We get Jupiter ascending. 
So <laughs> maybe there's some truth to it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I will say if you go off of Rotten Tomatoes, it's pretty fair on the uh, top movies. There's actually not a superhero movie in the top movies. Well, no, the, ba- the Batman is in there. Uh, as far as top earning, no, I don't. I don't know what those are. Um, I assume Spider Man. Uh, I mean, almost has to be. Let's What's twenty twenty two? Top earning would film. be. Oh yeah, Top Gun, Doctor Strange. Oh fucking Top Gun! Of course. Yeah. How could I forget? Top Gun came out. Doctor Strange, Jurassic World Dominion, The Batman, Minions: Rise of Gru. So Thor. Top Gun sequel, Jurassic World sequel, Doctor <clears throat> Strange sequel, Minions sequel, The Batman remake, mm-hmm. Thor sequel, Battle. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a Japanese film. Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 sequel. Fantastic Beast fucking sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 sequel. Everything in (laughs) this is a fucking sequel. Every single one of them. Every one of them, except for the Japanese films. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck. It could be a sequel. I don't know. The Battle at Lake Chengen 2 is also known as Watergate Bridge. It's a sequel. God damn it. And Moon Man. is a science fiction comedy film starring. It's based on a comic series. Tells the story of the last human in the universe. So it is based on something, but at least it's not a sequel yeah. or a remake. <laughs> I guess Spider-Man was last year at Christmas time, wasn't it? Uh, ye- I think so. I think that's why I'm... I don't know. No Way Home? I, I feel like No Way Home was this year. Nah, there's no way No Way Home is not in the top ten. When I look at the highest grossing American films... Nah, No Way Home was 2021. Here's something here, though. Here's something I like. I looked up high stressing American films, right? So we kicked out the two Japanese films, and we get two other films pushed up in there, right? Mm-hmm. Those two films are Elvis, which, I mean, a biography is hard to determine whether or not you consider that a, a remake of something or not. Sure. Uncharted, which is making, it's fucking made after a game. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom here is Nope. Oh. Okay. The top, it's in the top 10. That's an original movie. Like, good. You know what? We need more nopes. Yeah, for sure. We need more, more nopes. nopes. We need more everything, everywhere, all at once. I fucking love superhero films. I'm not going to be some fucking edgelord that's going to tell you that they're bad. I'm never going to say that. I fucking love them. I'm the major problem with this shit. I go <laughs> and see those things on opening day. Yeah. And... But I also go to see a weird film if something comes out. Like, I went and saw Black Adam last week. Mm. Was it good? No. <laughs> uh, it was not good. It was sort of fun. The ending is bullshit. Uh, but, like, there are movies that, like, are coming out that I'm like, okay, well, I do want to see this or that. I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. Like, Armageddon Time looks like an okay film, but it's a weird drama, so I'm not going to ask people to go see that. Violent Night. Uh, Violent Night? I don't even know what that is. Violent Night, David Harbour plays Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, that looks fucking great. Doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen the the movie Fat Man? Yeah, I liked it. See? It's that kind of shit that I want. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I hope people tune in for that. Uh, the Fablemans looks amazing. It's another drama, though. It's coming of age drama. Steven Spielberg. Mm. Uh, man, there was one that I keep seeing, and I'm like, I'm so fucking excited for it. There's a a Christmas musical coming out with Ryan Reynolds 
and uh, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't remember. I think it's an Apple Plus thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's a, okay. I just looked it up. Sorry, Spirited. It's an Apple yeah, Plus thing. That's right. It's a retelling of Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. But like, man, I'm I'm just looking like the menu that that's an original film that's probably not going to do very well. Sadly, uh, man, I'm just looking at. There's no big budget original films really anymore. Glass Onion's a sequel, but I am excited about that. Yeah. So, so this film is uh, on point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the film's right. (laughs) I'm not saying the film's wrong. The film is 100% fucking correct. The problem is, it's like, it's like complaining about people should recycle, but you yourself don't recycle. You know, it's like, okay, well, then start, you know, be be the difference you want to see, as Michael Jackson would say. Yeah, or Gandhi, be the diff- be the change you want to see in the world. I, I know I chose Michael Jackson as a joke because Gandhi I, I, obviously I, said, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> next week will it be a sequel, Jesse? I don't know. Let's find out. Mystical will magical sequel, number generator. remake. Will it be a COVID disaster film? What is it going to be? And. It is 32. 32 is... Oh, hey, we were just talking about this one a couple episodes ago. 1967's Dr. Doolittle. Oh, the OG Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. A film I have never seen all the way through. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've only seen parts of it. Interesting. That'll be interesting. We haven't done one this old. This is the oldest film we've done, isn't it? Uh, I think it might be, man. Um. We, Everything else has been 90s. I don't think we've done any 80s films even. Um, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think the majority of the movies just started sucking in the 90s, apparently. Yeah, some in the... Well, it's when budgets <clears throat> got big and it was harder to make money back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through <sighs> and I'm not seeing anything before <laughs> the 90s. Well, we already did Doolittle. So I might go back and listen to that episode just to kind of get a refresher to be fun with that. Also, why don't you guys go back and uh, listen to that? Yeah, it's going to be something that you guys enjoy. Just go ahead and start at episode one, listen all the way through, just to be thorough. Yeah. You know what? Just leave them running when you're on mm-hmm. around. You know? Yeah. Just leave them running. On multiple phones at once, if you'd like. Yeah. You know. on, on computers, on TVs, on phones, whatever you can do. When you go you know? to the electronic store, just start it playing on all the computers there yeah, and then just walk get, away. Get it going. Get it going. <laughs> Anyway, Jesse, where can the push me, pull me, find you? That's the thing from Doolittle that I remember. It's a llama with two heads. <laughs> nice. Uh, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at Pen of Doom, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. I'm also on Twitter. I'm Brando Supreme. And you can also find us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. You can even email us at magictalkybox at gmail.com. And... You can now, even though I've been doing this for a little bit, I've gotten to the point where I have enough on there that I feel comfortable you can find me on TikTok. What? Like the kids. With the yeah, kiddos. I'm like, I'm like the Gen Zs. I'm going to see and then do the gritty. <laughs> can I get a, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I am Brandon W. Lobo. That's Brandon W-L-O-B-O on TikTok. I mostly do movie reviews and uh, yard sale finds. Ooh, ooh. 
boy. You can't see, but Jesse's touching his fingertips together and saying ubu to me. <laughs> All right, Jesse. <clears throat> if you go to uh, anchor.fm, you can read the show notes. Sometimes I put the funny things in there. Sometimes it's just one sentence that makes no sense whatsoever, just nonsense words. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail. Maybe we'll play it. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll listen to it late into the evening as our affirmation of our self-worth. Uh, and there's a place you can give us money. Yeah, or you guys can leave messages telling Jesse to create a TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I get enough, I if like I get enough messages, of, I'll, I'll make a TikTok. A I feel like it's going to be a lot of kid content because you got kids around. <clears> so you'll be just like, all right. That's true. Or music stuff. I can definitely see it being music stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I could well, do I could do TikToks while I'm watching these movies for, and just, oh yeah, just quick scenes. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, you know, like I think my my second TikTok ever was a TikTok of uh, the driving scene in Sahara where Matthew McConaughey is just fucking jerking that wheel hard <laughs> to the left and right. Yeah, and like the car's not like moving; it's going perfectly straight. Yeah, so I'm like, that was yep. a great pantomime. Yeah, he he definitely drives in real life. <laughs> he drives Lincoln, man. All right, all right. Okay. I just feel the leather seats in my Lincoln. He can't take left turns because he's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the end of the year. We got a couple, what, two episodes before Thanksgiving. Uh, I think we're going to take a week off around that time. And then we'll get into December. So we'll get into Christmas films. Uh, and of course around New Year's, we'll take another day off and we only take two days off of the year, you know, give us that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have a Thanksgiving movie in two episodes, but we'll, we'll look through the archives and see if there's something. We might we have a Christmas movie. I we'll think, look for I think we, we have one Christmas movie. Oh yeah. I, I, I thought I saw two, but there, you know there might be two. Jesse, to be completely honest, we might review Violent Night if both of us go see it. I, I'm gonna go see it because oh, I'm gonna go fucking see. It. I, I, I fucking like love David, David Harbor. Harbor. <laughs> the joke, the one joke, <laughs> and John Leguizamo. Yeah, you know what that means? That means my Joe Morton will be in one because the Joe Leguizamo was in. <laughs> That's the true. Past. That is oh, true. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Joe Morton's gonna be so hard for Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. There's no way. I don't think either of us are getting it in two. I can't even name an actor in that film. I mean, I can name a couple, but yeah, I none of this them are going to be with Joe Morton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to be fun. I'm going to have to watch the brother from uh, brother from another planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his earliest film. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate y'all. And, uh, you know, learn Kung Fu. See ya.